Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Magnificence Lab. Uh, I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with my other co-host, Sue Paulson. Hi, Sue. Welcome, everyone. Great to be here, Chris. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Uh, We're going to talk about Socratic change today. Um, I guess to set this up, we might um, set a little backstory for how we came into this topic today. I, I think when when people ask, what are you guys doing in this community thing? Like, what is this? I know I've had a hard time explaining to people like what this is, but in my gut, in my heart, this feels right. If there's something about how this community process is set up where we're chewing on, wrestling with, talking through the issues. And that that is, to me, feels better than and more honoring than someone talking down to me from their pedestal about their answer being the right answer and not letting me figure out it for myself. So there's something in the ability for us to find an answer through dialogue that yeah. is honoring and important to actually creating heaven on earth, like to create change and to think from this place. So, I mean, you and I just spent probably a good 30 minutes talking about this before recording. What what are you present to based on what we had talked about? Well, it it's so interesting to me that that our society has become so much the opposite way we're in this instant everything kind of society that that doesn't really give space for this kind of dialogue to 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 say well i need to have a good think about this and i need to know how other people are thinking but but I'm busy and my schedule is jam packed and and I I it seems some days I hardly have time to breathe never mind actually have a conversation about something that's vitally important to me so right. so I I think it's so important that we understand um, that that there are opportunities to engage yeah. in this way yeah I asked I was um I was at an event last month and. Uh, met a person who was from France. He's now a citizen in the U.S., but he's from France. And I asked him uh, the the question I often ask in communities, like when blank happens, the world will change. I wanted to know from his perspective, what did he feel was missing that if it were present, the world would change. And he said, um, uh, this is coming straight from his experience growing up in France. He's like, what's missing in the world is philosophy and perspective. Now, that was really interesting because from he's like, nobody debates anymore. Nobody discusses. Nobody talks about. We all just sort of pick our camp and, you know, put a flag in the ground and say, this is my stance on things. And we don't have discourse. We don't have, well, to this to the point of this episode, we don't have a Socratic dialogue around the issue. We just point fingers and have story wars. Oh, oh, absolutely. And and the sad part of that then is how how can we come to a well-reasoned perspective as, if nobody's willing to talk about it right. so so in my family uh, i was brought up early to to okay you don't talk about politics because right. there's divided right. camps in our family and and you don't talk about religion because oh heaven forbid and and so so we were warned you know don't ever bring up those two topics especially at the dinner table because that wouldn't be pretty right. and okay we we'll stay away from those and and well, sex was never mentioned, so 
<laughs> so somehow I got the idea that you're never, ever going to talk about that. Yep. Well, how in the world can anybody learn if, if nobody's willing to talk about it? Right. Or, or if all that it creates is a confrontation instead of a conversation. Yeah. So, so what I like about the, uh, the Socratic dialogue is, is yeah. you get to have a conversation mm-hmm. and explore. It's an exploration. It's not a. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I think, and so, so there's so interesting. Um, if you think about when I think of something like the Renaissance, or I think of something like um, the the art era in um, in Europe, yeah, where people were, you know, drinking the Green Fairy, you know, drinking the um, the the uh, uh, San, what's it called? It's not Sambuca. It's oh. Um, but it's a stuff. It's the green fairy. So anyway, I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, absinthe, absinthe. absinthe. Uh, you know, every, everybody's sitting yeah. there talking to, you know, you've got Dolly on one side and you've got these other artists gathered around and they're, they're having these conversations. And it led to, I think, great creativity. I think to create heaven on earth, there's going to be some renaissance required, some, some accessing creativity um, in order to create something new. And, and, to get there is going to have to be some process. And to me, the process is Socratic dialogue because that's how we start to own and embody what we believe will create change. Yes, absolutely. And it needs to come from, from those with the vision and the desire to make change, which so often is the grassroots level. It's not it's not the the designated leaders of any particular yeah. uh, country or whatever. Uh, these are people who who see clearly yeah, what's yeah. not working and say, oh, I have a, I have a better vision than that, a bigger vision of that. Mm. And maybe not even a fully baked vision. You know, I think part of no. the the challenge when you haven't had to campaign for office on a particular, you know, um, here's what I'm going to do when I'm in office. You haven't had to think through what am I going to tell people I'm going to do. So you have perspectives, observations, you have ideas, hunches, but, but it's us who have the hunches that need a space to work it out. Yeah. What else about that? And what else about that? And begin to form, I think some of those things, but when you're in a, in a, a day and age like this, where it's not safe to discuss, yeah, you know, to your point about, I mean, and that wasn't even in this day, right? Like I can think when I was a kid, you're, th- you're saying when you were a kid that there, yeah. there were topics that weren't discussed today. I think there's, um, there's more content out in the world. You go to YouTube and find all kinds or, or, or podcast directories and find all kinds of topics on sex and politics and gun guns and uh, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But 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 for you to have a conversation about it feels taboo or or dangerous because of cancel culture because people might you know make make you into the bad guy so i think for people like us who want to create change who would like to have something that resembles heaven on earth mm-hmm. there has to be a space for us to to have a safe conversation yeah Absolutely. with each other absolutely um so i would just add that in there well and i i the idea is so appealing to me because if we're on the planet for enough years we come to recognize 
that that we only know what we've experienced, what we can see, what we surmise or or dream about or whatever. There's all kinds of other people out there have something to add to that because yeah. of where they've been and what they've experienced. Well, then to have that dialogue where, well, this is my perspective. What right. do you think? And then they add to that. But there's lots of times I have changed my perspective midstream because I'm going, oh, well, that piece of information yeah. just changed my mind about how I think about that. Yeah. And 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 it was important. Mm. So so but I couldn't have got it yeah. without the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a um I, I'm in my own head, I'm hearing like, I don't know that I still feel safe in um a, a Socratic dialogue if those that are present have diametrically opposed perspectives than me. Right. And so I, I just want to add into this conversation that I think there's, I don't think you have to go, you know, to the extremes. I think it's, I think it's better to sort of pace yourself into the practice of these kinds of conversations by surrounding yourself with people who are cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. Right. That, oh, you yeah. know, Seth Godin def- defines a tribe as a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader and connected to an idea. And if the idea we're connected to is something like heaven on earth, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and we have a, in this tribe, we have a particular way of thinking about that, right? Like I would say you and I are spiritual people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you and I probably are limited to any, any one dogma or, or, or religious set of rules or parameters. I think we're yeah. fluid in the spiritual conversation, which not everybody's that way. No. Oh, no. So yeah. that's where, you know, like, oh, okay. So this is a space where spirit is acknowledged that there, that it's not all science and data, right? That there's room here for a spirit, spiritual conversation, but it's also not choked out by making wrong like this there's the right way and the wrong way to think about spirit and so even in that you could go okay i feel safe in that or i don't feel safe like i feel safe that i could i'm spirit you could you listening to this could say i'm spiritual i don't fit in any one dogma i think it's important to talk about and the and chris and sue sound safe enough to me right that's that's how i think we start to form spaces to have these kinds of conversations Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm I'm sure we've both been in con- attempted conversations and not knowing where the other person was coming right. from. And then pretty quick, it's revealed. And you go, okay, I'll just right my lip. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> That's a really good point. I think uh, maybe, maybe part of why we don't have these dialogues is because um, we don't, uh, most of the world, I think, interacts with itself through a mask mm-hmm. because it's just too risky to say yeah. what I really think. Yeah. And so the, the Socratic part of it, the, the working out our own convictions and, and understanding of what we think would bring change never fully gets revealed other than our journal or a whiteboard or a meditation, something solitary for me. Yeah. It doesn't actually get worked out in the collective, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's that, that discovering of shared 
understanding, shared desire to quest, shared desire to to find out all the pieces and yeah. and not just okay there's and not just one path to say well obviously there are a variety of options here right. and and what we're looking for are are the options that work mm. well that that takes some mm-hmm. chatting about that that takes yeah. back and forth and well, what about this and what about that and 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 certainly a level of fearlessness yeah because because all our our fears can surface about oh, I don't know if I want to go down that road and you really want to talk about that out loud <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right 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 well it's I mean I'm trying to put that into some specific example like if I think about um the conversations we we will have in Magnificence Lab community right the uh-huh. place not the podcast but where uh, our our membership grows of people having this conversation. You know, I like to work in a series. So having a particular topic that focuses a conversation. So let's say, um, I just, as an example, the first series could be four weeks, six weeks, whatever, but the first series is about magnificence. Let's just start there because it's called magnificence lab. So let's just start with magnificence. Mm -hmm. And the question becomes maybe one of the first questions is, you know, like, what is magnificence? Uh What is it? What is it not? Um, that question alone begins to have us, you know, that's not, that's not, how do you create heaven on earth, but that's you wrestling with what magnificence is to you so that you can embody that more and more. And then you can also see where you're selling out, where are you not spending time in magnificence? And you can begin to do a diagnostic on your own life about what's magnificent and what's not. Mm-hmm. That sure. would lead us to change. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, some of the understanding that can come from that is, is, well, if I'm, I'm selling out in my magnificence, well, what does that create? Well, that creates hell on earth, you know, that, wow. Wow. <laughs> and I have this little pocket of hell that I'm stewing around <laughs> in. Yeah, <we're>, yeah. <laughs> Back to pockets of hell. Yes. I love Back this. Pockets of hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then it's it's oh okay, and, and so that revelation that right that, right um, understanding mm. hits home. Yeah. And and of course, when we relate it to our own lives, then it's not a very big leap to then say, okay, what about everybody else? How is that fitting for you? Right. How does that land in your life and and the people whose lives we want to support with change? Well. Yeah where yeah. to go with that then and and yeah. so it gives us some some not only some insight i think but it gives us some uh a, a process and and some tools to yeah. put it out there right i'm i'm pretty clear that you know this far into creating communities and um and then the conversations you and i are having that there's a there's a, a specific kind of person who would resonate with this, you know, this I, I'm, I'm clear that not everybody wants to hang in this conversation. No. Oh no, no. It's, it, it takes patience. It takes the joy of hearing perspective and um, challenging assumption. And like that there's a certain group of people that actually like to have Socratic dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of people who think it's a waste of time. Like 
Just give sure. me the answer already. Like, what's how do I hack my way to magnificence? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> give me the four step process to magnificence, and I'll go do it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, then I can get on with my life. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Then I can get on with it. You know, as if as if the process wasn't the reward. You know, and I think that's. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think that's part of the magic. Is yeah chewing on the question and, and contemplate. I mean, that's so invigorating to begin to make meaning of your world rather than to miss the meaning. Cause you bought the answer from someone else. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what it means, but I bought this for nine 99. So let me go do it. You know, it's like, yeah. it seemed like such a good deal. <laughs> yeah. And I got the Ginsey knives free. So let's go, you know, that's right. That's right. Well, and 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 isn't isn't it a, a a thing in our society right now? We're we're so focused, it seems to me, on what's wrong and how to fix what's wrong, instead of what you said a few minutes earlier about being creative and to create something brand new. Well, I think it's a whole lot easier to create something new than it is to go over all the the you know, worm eaten wood and, and pry it up and throw it out and, and, and try to rebuild from something that maybe is on a shaky foundation to begin with. Yeah. And and, and I I think the only way we can do that is to be very open to talking it through and, 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 and that's not everybody's cup of tea. That's, I I know that. And, And, um, and, uh, that that the new thing that gets created part of it is um i mean you know what there's 7 billion plus people on this planet so there are those who will create something new in the sciences yeah and there are those who will create you know those those who create something new in the um environment there there's all these different places where people have specialty and passion you know if i think about i'm not a science guy I'm a, I'm a social science guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm a people person. Yeah. And I think our tribe are people, people. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh, so. some of you listening to this may have background in science or the environment or something, but, um, but that uh, each of you like Sue and I have a vision for what would be what would be the new thing that you would create? What do you want to create? Not just what does the world need, but what do, what's your role in it? What do you what what is there for you to create? Right, because that to me is what the Socratic dialogue serves. It's we're not talking for talking's sake. I I said it to another person earlier today. I'm like, this isn't sip and paint. You know, we're not drinking wine and painting a canvas for the sake of drinking wine and painting a canvas. Like there's Socratic dialogue for the purpose of the life it gives to the vision you have. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't know what the vision is or you have ideas, but it doesn't get past income and lifestyle, like you don't actually know what a new, new earth looks like. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it make sense to give it some time to, to generate what that vision would be? Yes. Yes, precisely. And let's do it together. Like, let's have that conversation together and let it nurture. There's a gestation to it. Let's let it mature and grow and until it captures your heart and attention. You're like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not punch a clock. No, 
Well, and and that's the maybe one of the biggest differences I'm envisioning from you know thinking in the the Renaissance era where the philosophers were sitting around. Well, they weren't punching a time clock. They they didn't have a productivity meter that was you know, <laughs> yeah, taken over, taken over right, taken yeah. how many units have you done? It was just, <laughs> yeah. well, it's getting dark and it's I'm feeling hungry, so well, let's end this conversation or bring on the food or whatever. Yeah. So they they spent um precious time mm. on an endeavor that was going to lead them mm. to more. Right. And and mm. and and we're not doing that. You know, I first of all because as a society. Yeah, as a society, yeah. I don't yeah. think because because you and I are doing it right now, but the society's yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And and so okay, well where where are these other people that want to do the same thing, but they're not yet because they don't feel safe because they're not amongst people who think like they do right. and or have a resonance with one another. And, and well, could I really take time to do that? Like, I don't know, is that time well spent? And, and yeah. because, you know, the whole time management of thing, I, I, I didn't see too many spaces in people's books for thinking time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Make sure I time block thinking time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So. That's about as confusing as time blocking meditation because we were like, well, I could sit there for an hour and meditate, but I, my mind goes off in crazy directions. And should I do, you know, transcendental meditation or should I do a guided meditation or should I, like, we, we get into the how of things and then we don't even do it. We're like, well, I, I'm just going to reclaim that hour in my life because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to do meditation on my own. Yeah, you know, it's like, like I, same thing with thinking. You're like thinking, what do I stand in front of my whiteboard for an hour until some great thought comes to me? Yeah. No, there's, this is the benefit of humans being with humans. Like it iterates itself. It's a working out of yeah, yeah. what's n- the new. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so the, the, the idea or the premise or the thought is yeah. delivered yeah. and say, okay, how, how does that land for you? Hmm. And, and then off you go with the dialogue in a variety of directions and everybody contributing and weighing in on that and then it builds on itself. Well, that's a that's a fascinating opportunity to yeah. get very creative. And, yeah. And... You, you said something earlier too, before we recorded that uh, feels important to bring up, which is just that Socratic dialogue or anything Socratic that as a word for a long time, just felt like it was something in higher education or, you know, um, esoteric halls where you just, you know, not Socratic conversation isn't something that happens at the practical level in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. It's for scholars and um, think tanks and, but not at a practical level. And I think the challenge with that is, is then it dumbs us down like that, that, we all have the capability to think through and wrestle with how we got our answer. But if we don't spend time practicing it, mm-hmm. then we're, then, then we're, we're just out of practice with challenging assumptions. And so what we do is we jump on the hamster wheel of productivity and just go to work on whatever pays the bills without thinking about the things that bring us meaning. Oh, exactly. And, and, and then when, we reach some predetermined destination of of a goal that we've reached and 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 thought oh wait a minute I, okay i got here now what yeah. a- am i happier that was supposed to make me happy and it didn't right well now what 
right. Oh, well, I guess I have to set another goal. And so there's no self-exploration around right. that. And and what the deliverable didn't measure up. Yeah. Right. Then what? Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I could see that there's kind of three, if we built a, a Venn diagram in our imagination here, you know, three overlapping circles to me. One is that the whole point of having well, in the name of personal development and professional development, mm-hmm. which is what magnificence is for me, you know, like the whole oh, thing yeah. about what is, what would be magnificent professionally or what would be magnificent personally is a conversation of personal development and professional Absolutely. development. We yeah. have this thing that our magnificence lab is in service to, right? Your personal and professional development. But why? What, what is it? What for? For the purpose of your vision and the impact you want to make as a change maker for a, a new a new earth a, a heaven on earth what that's we're doing the professional development for the sake of a new earth yeah. not not for the sake of uh, a better resume because no. some people do professional development to get the next job and have right. a bit a better salary yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no no but that's not this conversation. This isn't a resume building conversation. This is about how do we create heaven on earth? So if you resonate with those two things, you like personal and professional development, and you have a heart for heaven on earth, then the last piece of that is just the how, which is Socratic dialogue. How do we do that? How do we do the personal and professional development in in service of a new earth? We do it through a Socratic dialogue. Mm-hmm. That is what we're doing with Magnificence Lab. That is what the space is. It's the space Sue and I hold. And it's what we all get to experience in community together. So there. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> Invigorating. Yeah. Oh. It's magnificent. It is magnificent. <laughs> it is magnificent. <laughs> I, I know I come away lots of times from our conversations and it feels as if my 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 whole brain is just expanded exponentially and I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Because we get to share the energy of the conversation, you know, like it, conversations have a particular energy. I can think of oh, conversations yeah. that drain my energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the other person who's present. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like I'm still me, but some people yeah. I show up with, I'm being me and they're being them, and my energy goes, you know, just yeah. tanks. And then me yeah. being me with people like you, my energy soars. And and I'm the same. That that um, there's there's people in my life that I I go, wow, I'm just tickled to have this conversation yeah. because it it fills me up and 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 I'm I'm ready to go. Right. Totally. It's just to your point about the t- not, we don't really block that into our counter. It's just interesting how we, how much we can feel the benefit of those interactions and yet how little we invest in those experiences, investing time, investing money. Like we just, we'll, we'll spend money on something else. We'll spend money at the grocery store. We'll spend money on clothes. We'll spend money on something else rather than spend money on the thing that makes our soul on fire. Mm-hmm. Just interesting to me, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I just well, pair, that's I just nice. bought a pair of golf shoes last week because um, I just bought some last year, but they were a half size too small. And so now when I when I was walking the course for 18 holes at the end of 18 holes, my feet hurt. I had to change shoes at the 10th hole because yeah. the new ones were too small. And I spent a hundred bucks last month on a new pair of shoes Yeah, because in the name of my feet not hurting. And But, but why would I not spend a hundred bucks 
to be in a conversation that elevates my soul and helps me embody the very thing that my life is for. Yeah. It's silly. Like we just don't, we go, oh, well, 90 minutes a week and a hundred bucks a month to be a member of the, of, of the Magnificence Lab. I don't know. I'll just go buy some golf shoes. (laughs) You know, I'll just buy, you know, a $25 bottle of wine each week. So a hundred dollar a month wine budget. And I'll, I'll just do that. I'd rather spend money there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. I'd rather spend money on soul fights and a good buzz than lifting my soul. I'm not poking fun people. I like literally like I can drink bourbon with the best of them. Like I've spent countless unnamed dollars on, on those things. I'm just saying I didn't have a balance of spending money on things that elevated my soul. Yeah. Anyway, it's just interesting to me. Well, it is. And, and I certainly find that, that, um, Anytime I've invested like that yeah. and, and at least experimented and said, okay, let me, let me test this out and see if this is the place for me. Right. The more I got involved and the more I invested in, in uh, the conversation and, and in moving forward with that, the more I realized this is essential to my well-being because being a change maker is hard to to put myself out there in a way that it doesn't seem like many others are are even that interested right. it takes a certain not only courage but a certain amount of energy mm. well how do i get enough energy to move forward where i want to go mm. well there's my tribe yeah right they, they they've been there too they've done that too they've experienced a, a similar pains and frustrations that i have mm. And they get it and they get me. And, mm-hmm. and so together we say, okay, well, some days we're just kind of limping along, but at least we're limping together. Yeah. And it doesn't feel so tough or lonely or, or hard. Yeah. I, mean, I love that. I think that's the, I, I like the phrase Socratic change because it feels to me like the kind of change that happens from Socratic dialogue, that there's a, a change that's only available in the Socratic process of something. And and, and that would require other people. I think, you know, it's very hard to do a Socratic process with yourself. Like the whole, yeah. the, the <laughs> whole thing is that you're in discussion with other people. Yeah, that's and, right. um, I'm excited that that's what we're creating with uh, the Magnificence Lab. So those of you listening, if you're interested in finding out more about the Magnificence Lab, um, sort of how we do it, what it, what it is, how much it costs, which we've already told you a hundred bucks a month. Um, you can go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite, magnificencelab.org forward slash invite. And um, there's a video of Sue and I there explaining the community, an application button, and um, to fill out an application if you're interested. And we would love to um, have you apply. Absolutely. Sue, last minute thoughts about um, Socratic change and what the world needs? <laughs> well, I, I'm just excited about about the the conversations that that are going to come out of this and and the resulting uh change that that people will will make yeah not only personally not only professionally but also the changes to the world because ultimately that's how we're going to create heaven on earth for everybody is is that way yeah Yeah. i love that so good thanks for leading this conversation i'm excited to be part of it thanks for having me in it and uh, until next time be well take good care everyone